How you two young whippersnappers doing? Oh, we're well, doing just fine. <laughs> well, you're being mighty kind. <laughs> um, well, come up here, boys, and we'll just uh, we'll sit here and watch it snow, and I'll make you a snowman. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love I love the snow. Oh, it's been a I hadn't seen the ground in two months, and it's pouring snow out there tonight. You know? Oh my! You I I never get snow in Atlanta. No, yeah, I know. Uh, very rare. Yeah, and when you do, you're you're paralyzed too. Right? <laughs> that's, that's about right. That's about right. Uh, did you get the facts? Yes, I did. Okay, we'll do that. Uh, I guess towards the end. Okay. Um, basically, Mark, uh, you know, Mark plays piano for Eva May. Yes, I do. And uh, and anyhow, so he's got this collection of songs that goes back probably to the twenties. I don't. I don't know. I'm sure he does. <laughs> but we've decided to put together a classics program. So we've dug up some uh, some classic cathedral tunes. Huh? And even some old friends tunes uh, that are soon to be classics. Well, great. And um, so we're just going to sort of go through here and ask you your take on some of uh, some of the songs and kind of talk to you about history. All right. And and we'll, we'll just piece these together throughout the show. So. Yeah. Um, well, that's mighty fine, guys. Uh, thanks for uh, uh, inviting me to do this. Well, we don't want to tire you out now, so you know. Yeah. Well, if you. If you hear me fall over, just hang up, okay? <laughs> we'll do it. Okay. We'll do it. Well, Mark, joining us on the program today is is a living legend. It's an honor to talk to him. And um, from his home in Stowe, Ohio, on the phone, without further ado, George Yance. How are you? <laughs> hey, Mark, Daniel. Boys, uh, thanks for calling. Yeah, uh, it is snowing up here tonight, and... and, uh, and of course, I love to sit in the sunroom and watch the snow, you know, so uh, you boys doing okay? We're doing just fine. We're doing great, George, and I can tell you that uh, everybody loves George in Atlanta, uh, Georgia. Well, thanks. I, that's a, one of my favorite places because i got a, a daughter and a son living in uh, Marietta, you know, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Robbie. Uh, Robbie and George Lane, yeah. Well, George, first off, how is your health? How is George Jones doing these days? Well, you know what? The last uh, couple of weeks, I've had more uh, good days than I have uh, bad days. So uh, after about uh, three years here, it looks like things um, may be getting a little better. We, we're we hoping and praying, you know. So things, uh, well, you know, uh, it, it hadn't been really, really awful. It's just that on dialysis, you know, that Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, I'm usually wiped out those days, you know. Mm. But they, those days are even getting better, so thank God. You know. Yes, yes. Well, when Bill Gaither was in town back, what, in September was it, Mark? It was, uh, yeah, the end of September. Uh, he tried to get you on the phone, and, and it just didn't fall through. But Yeah, uh, I was sitting on the phone that night, and uh, uh, all of a sudden my heart started racing, and uh, I guess I was a little excited, yeah. and my heart started racing, and the room started going around, and so I, I had to hang up, you know. Well, George, we've uh, we do appreciate you taking the time uh, out of your schedule to do this. My pleasure, boys. We've, My pleasure. we've got a song that is is a classic Georgian song. Quartets all over the country have have tried to do this, and some of them do a pretty good job, but they just don't come close to the way Georgians can sing. I thirst. What it, tell us the story that you have with this song? Well, Mark Trum, Mark uh, Lowry's mom uh, wrote that song. And uh, one day, I guess maybe it's a Gaither Press getting in and out, but she brought it to me. And uh, I took a look at the words. Uh, all she had was the words. And she didn't even get a chance to sing with the tune, you know. 
and she just had the words on a piece of paper. When I read those words, I thought, man, I don't care what the tune is. i got to sing this song. Because one day I came to Jesus. He gave me water that I never dreamed of, you know. And so um, I went back in, and she sang me the song. And I I told Gaither and Mark, the reason she brought it to me is uh, she knew they wasn't good enough to sing it. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, that's one of my favorite songs that you uh, have done, George, is that I thirst. Uh, And you're right, those words are are something. Absolutely. Jesus said if we uh, come to him, he'd give us water. That we never dreamed of. What what a what a what a great line to sing over and over and over, you know. And he said, I thirst, yet he made the river. Yes. One day I came to him, you know. Yeah, it's it's a great song and yeah, I, I was proud of that song and so much response for even today here at the, my office, uh, my daughter handles all my office here but she gets a, a request for the words and uh, and we get well, letters just saying I, I just got this tape with that on it and listened to it, and uh, I got a call from uh, out in the Albuquerque, New Mexico. There's a guy driving back from California, he and his wife, and they put that in. When it came to that song, they had just pulled over and sat there crying when they called me. You know, oh. and uh, that's, uh, it's a it's a great song. Well, George, you mentioned that Mark's mom, uh, Bev Lowry, wrote the song. Uh-huh. Do you know about what year the song came out or, or that she wrote it? She wrote the song a, a long time before she brought it to me, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd say uh, uh, maybe early early 90s. Yeah, I was thinking maybe around 93s when you all cut uh-huh. that. I'm not yeah. quite sure. Okay. The next song we have on our list uh, by the Cathedral's is this old house. <laughs> well, you know what? I used to travel when Stuart Hammond would come this way and this part of the country. Uh, the Cathedral Quartet would travel with him. And back in those days, we went in the car. But we'd do Pennsylvania. And when we was riding on the next town, or sometimes we'd stay in the same town, while well, Stuart would tell us stories uh, about uh, uh, it is no secret what God can do and uh, and how he wrote this old house. and uh, So to hear that psalm from the man's mouth who wrote it, and then to go to London, England one time and record it with a Philharmonic Orchestra, why, that's one of the biggest thrills I ever had in my life. Uh, to sing, once I, before I sang this song, I didn't really get the, I knew what it's about, but I didn't get the gist of everything. Mm-hmm. But when Stuart explained everything, man, it took on a brand new meaning to me. And I sung it, opened up with it nearly every night for, gosh, how long? Uh, 15 years or so. Wow. George, I know the first time I ever heard uh, this old house, I had to be about, well, I was born in 61, so I had to be about, I guess, four or five years old. But I can remember it being on the Caravan record, and the Blue Ridge did that. Yeah. Uh, And I thought about pulling this for this show, but you're not doing the verses on that, but I can hear you very well. Yeah. That's back when you were the caravan. Yeah, back when I said the Blue Ridge, uh, we uh, I didn't have the lead or or doing the verses. I think uh, seemed like Elmo and uh, seemed like Elmo carried the. Well, he was the lead singer, but, but so Elmo probably I can't remember. It's been so long ago. <laughs> that, that that that's that's back before I way before I can remember things. You know. How long were you at Blue Ridge Quartet? Uh, nearly nine years. <laughs> 
George, did, did you sing baritone with Blue Ridge? No. No. Oh. Did you sing bass? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was a bass singer. Was... I left the I left the Weatherfords on W O W O in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Well, I spent a few years there in W O W O. That was a great experience for me doing radio. Uh, we had uh, an eight thirty program and a ten thirty program. And in between programs, we'd open a songbook and pick out what songs we was going to do. So you had to have a little bit to learn to read a little bit music to sing right out of the book, you know, because you didn't have time to rehearse. So that was one of the smartest things the Lord ever let me do because uh, to learn how to to do that, you know, you, you, you learn the shape notes, and, and it was a great practice for you, you know. Well, the reason I asked if you sang baritone, I, I thought I'd heard you tell a story at one point that, that maybe you – did you at one time sing baritone? For well, no. Well, I started out, I was a lead singer. Oh, oh okay. I was a lead singer in, in a quartet back home. Because I heard you telling, giving advice for young bass singers, don't don't try to sing the lowest notes. It'll come with age. Yes. Uh, I, I still believe that, and, and, uh, and uh, your depth will come with age. I know when I first started singing bass, I was – just thrilled to death if I if, if I could hit a D. Then I remember one morning I got up and could have hit a D flat, and I thought, man, <laughs> man, get out of the way, world. Here I come. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you went from um, Weatherford's to Blue Ridge? Uh-huh. And then from Blue Ridge, then you uh, went to the from cathedrals? Blue Ridge, uh, from Blue Ridge to the Homeland Harmony there in oh, Atlanta. Okay. And I spent uh, several months in Atlanta there with Connor Hall and the Homeland Harmony. Did you live here? Yes. Um, I can't remember what street I lived. It wasn't too far from, uh, what's that, uh, uh, what's the, the, the all-night uh, hot dog place down the, there? The, the Varsity. Varsity. I, yeah. wasn't, I wasn't too far from the Varsity, you know. Yeah. So, uh, well, I know I think Eva Manium lived off of 14th Street, somewhere yeah. in that area, and uh, Hempfield Avenue Church of God was down there. And... Oh, yeah, yeah. It was uh, Connor Hall, uh, Harold Lane, uh, uh, James McCoy. Harold Lane? Uh-huh. My, yeah, Harold, Har- Harold Lane and I was there at the same time. with the... Harold Lane was with the Spears? Uh-huh. Hmm. And Randy Jones played the piano. I didn't know Harold Lane was with anybody else yeah. but the Spears. Oh, yeah. Harold, I would go to Harold's house on his rehearsal. I'd meet Harold two hours before we were to rehearse because uh, uh, some of Har- uh, Harold's arrangements are so hard. I'd rehearse with him before we'd go, go to rehearse with the rest of them. And I'd already know my part, so we'd start singing it, you know. And them guys thought I was something else because I already knew my part. <laughs> a novel they, idea. They thought I was reading about off the what Harold had written. <laughs> uh, the song Up Above My Head, you re-recorded that with Jake Hess and, and the old Friends Quartet recently. That was a fun, fun song to do. It really was. I, I, I still love to sing that, you know. And we're talking about Atlanta, of course, Big Chief with the Statesmen. And weren't they the original group that did that song? Yes, and and uh, they had to talk me into doing that because once you hear Chief do a song like that, he was a for a, a rhythm based singer and uh, uh, spitting out the words. Then nobody had been better than Chief, you know. And he was also good at a ballad too. But uh, once you hear Chief do that song, I, I said, you know what? I, I'm not going to compare myself to Chief, you know. And finally, Gaither and them talked me into it, you know. So 
once I did it, and 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 the, and the people seemed to accept it, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, Chief was still the master at that, you know. So was was Big Chief a, a big role model? I take it for you. Chief and I were great friends, you know. Uh, uh, he was with the Statesman when I was with the Blue Ridge, and we worked a lot together. And uh, and he and I, after concerts, we'd sit around and talk. And uh, he was a uh, we would swap uh, vocal lessons with with each other, you know. And uh, yeah, I, Chief was a good guy. I liked him. Now, did you take uh, bass singing lessons from JD? Yes, uh, when I was about uh, two years, <laughs> when I was about two years old, JD come by the house, and uh, and my dad introduced me to him. But I started crying because he was so ugly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love that. You want not to say that? <laughs> you know what? Uh, I never had a better friend than than JD. But I know uh, it. He he and I had so many good. For the last uh, ten years of his life. He called me nearly every day, and we talked and laughed about the old days. And uh, and you know what he called for? Just so he could tell me he loved me. Mm-hmm. And I'd tell him, J.D., you know, I love you, you know. But uh, the funniest thing, though, right before I retired, right before he, oh, it was about a year before he died, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love cowboy boots. And you've probably heard this story, but I... I had a. I just bought a pair of in Nashville, a, a multicolored snake boots. There's aqua and little red through them, a little maroon, a green. Yeah. And man, I was. I put them on the night I was working with JD, and I, they're so tough. I wanted to roll my britches leg up, you know, but I didn't. I walked in, proud of those boots, you know. And JD looked down, <laughs> boots, and he said, "Hey, George." How long did the doctor say you had to wear those? <laughs> well, you and J.D. went back and forth, um, but it, it, we, we could tell it was all in love, all in good fun. You know, at, at first, uh, people thought we, that J.D. was my enemy, you know, but mm-hmm. when they found out all those singing news articles that uh, that uh, we were the best of friends, then, then, then uh, they realized the situation. I really love yeah. that story where you said, um, you used to tell him, uh, there's nobody yeah. I hadn't rather hear sing or something like that. Yeah, there's nobody that that I hadn't rather hear sing than you, JD. <laughs> Urias would have appreciated that joke. Being, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And bless her heart, Eva May, she calls quite often, and uh, I, I I love that lady. We quite when I said Blue Ridge, uh, uh, the Lefebvre's, the Blue Ridge, and the Johnson sisters and the Prophets. We had a thing called the Caravan. You know, we did all over the country programs. You know, so those were incredible days. That was a pretty. Um, I don't know. A lot of people nowadays probably forgot a lot about the Caravan, but that was really a pretty hot thing going at that oh, time. Oh man, I mean, we're, nobody had ever had crowds where we were having crowds. You know, mm. Springfield, Missouri. Nobody had ever much had a gospel sing there, and that night they had to turn them away, you know. Wow. Well, I know at, back at that time there was like stakes from Blackwoods. Yeah. They were doing, was that before Caravan? Uh, yeah, they started their thing before the Caravan, but somehow when they started their TV show, it just didn't just didn't go like the Caravan did. And I think Eva May had the most to do with that because what a fine uh, front lady she was, and once she had rare back in life, the people just <laughs> the people just loved that, you know. So, um, 
that that show became popular, and then of course uh, it was on a lot of stages. We were sponsored by Martha White uh, Flower, you know, right. and uh, and a lot of the stations carried it. So, so the God opened up a lot of doors there. Well, George, I tell you, we're going to have Eva May in probably in a few weeks and do a show uh, featuring her. And so we'll use those words you just said there. We'll we'll sort of surprise her with those. Ah, uh, that's that's great because uh, she she's she's my lady. She is the uh, the the jewel of gospel music. The next song we've got on the list that we'll we'll talk about. Um, well, we've got uh, what is this, Mark? Uh, Beyond the sunset, and we'll go into supper time. But we've 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 got you. It's it's a live program, and I think you're already going to introduce that on on the well um, CD that we have. You're talking about supper time now. I, I think that's right. Well, this was in that project that the cathedrals put out when you did the program back at your hometown in Lenore. Oh, oh yeah. And you introduced supper time. You know, uh, even now, uh, the, the the real a real popular song for me on stage was uh, this old house that we opened up. But the most requested song I've ever sang in all my life was Supper Time. A few days ago, uh, I hadn't been out in nine months, and Ernie and his new group were singing down in Canton, about thirty minutes away. So I went out and. And uh, the Lord gave me enough strength to go out, and I walked on stage and sang "Supper Time," and and uh, it's just uh, been a uh, a wonderful song for me. You know, you you mentioned Ernie, and uh, the old friends quartet has just put out a brand new project. It's called "I'm Feeling Fine." Is that right? Yeah, that and I, I was that was a lot of hard work on there because some pretty pretty hard arrangements, you know, and so I wasn't able to. Uh, Go to Nice Fuller to end the recordings, uh, and so after they finished the the uh, their part, they sent the tape up here to me, and and I had a, got an ADAT out of my uh, stalker room. So me and Ernie went out there. Ernie turned it on. I'd sit there with a the mic and I'd sing. I'd do it early in the morning when I was uh, fresh, you know, mm-hmm. still in my pajamas, and then I'd sing two or three songs and maybe. If I give it, I'd go come and go back to bed and get up and eat breakfast and then go back out and sing another song. But in about two weeks' time, I'd sung my part out in my garage. <laughs> and so Gaither called me, and when he heard the finished product, he said, George, what did you say you recorded your part? <laughs> I said, out in my garage, Gaither. He said, unbelievable. Modern technology. Yeah. Well, is the old friends quartet still traveling, or is it mainly just a recording group now? Well, we were going to travel when we did this uh, last uh, album, but then Jake had his problems, and then uh, my dialysis started really taking a toll on me for two years. On uh, Friday uh, after dialysis, I get home about ten. Well, Gaither would pick me up in his jet at noon. Mm-hmm. We'd fly somewhere for Friday night and do a concert. Then we'd fly somewhere Saturday. After I got off stage on Saturday, he'd fly me right back home. And Kent State has a little airport about three minutes from my house, which made it uh, yeah. unbelievable, you know. So uh, those two years, I think, uh, maybe took too much of a toll on me. By doing dialysis and traveling like that, I got to where I just couldn't hold my head up, you know. Mm-hmm. So in Carnegie Hall, it all came to a head in Carnegie Hall. 
and uh, I passed out on. I, I grabbed a hold of Jake and made it through the song. You can't tell it on the video, but Ernie and them had to carry me off stage. You know. And, wow. And, what song was that? I see. Great day. Great day. Mm-hmm. That video where we do Great Day. Right. That, that, that's where I I passed out. I told the people later, and uh, that I that I my heart went crazy. You know. Yeah. I told people I sung my heart out in Carnegie Hall. <laughs> well, I remember hearing that story, and uh, Ernie or someone was was writing about it later, and they said that the firefighters who were backstage, part of the tribute to be performed at the Carnegie Hall uh, performance that night, a lot of the firefighters kind of uh, treated you very special that they, night. They ratted it around me. They saw what happened when they come to camera stage. They, they sat me in a chair, and two of them knelt down, and the first thing they did... They, one of them put, both of them put a hand on each knee. They prayed the sweetest prayer you ever heard in your life. And then they said, George, we got the ambulance out here waiting on you. I said, you know what? The, the, the pilot, uh, is out at the airport waiting on me in the plane. He, he I got a private jet. He'll fly me right. They said, George, uh, you need to go check this out before you go home. So they told, I've never been treated, and two of those guys, they were going to, uh, there was a song that uh, that Gaith was going to sing in honor of the firefighters. Well, they were still with me when it was time to go and go on stage. Those two said, "Hey guys, you guys go out. I, we feel better here with George. We're going to help him to the ambulance." Wow! So they missed their tribute uh, for the people to applaud for them to take care of an old man, uh, and I'll never forget that. That's what heroism is all about, isn't it, George? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, those guys. They didn't. They, they they wanted to take care of me. They didn't want to go out and, and grab any glory, you know, or any uh, applause from the audience. They wanted to make sure that I made it to the ambulance and made it to the hospital. Well, the next song, uh, "Thanks to Calvary." Oh, yeah. That that song has. It sounds like a, such a personal message that's contained in the words of those. Uh, oh, that's wonderful. I love that. And in fact, for years now, I've signed. I've uh, got all my, I see all my um, things, that letters that Gina's typed up. She leaves me a space in between, uh, to sign my name, in between thanks to Calvary and George Johnson. Mm. It's kind of a signature for you, I guess. Oh, man. It was, uh, uh, Gaither uh, was by his house uh, uh, one time, uh, and uh, we were rehearsing, you know. So he played this song, and when I heard it, I said, "Oh man, we got to do that song." And uh, in fact, we were in Gaither's uh, living room rehearsing with him and new songs. We a lot of good things happened there, but this one here, it fit my life so so well, you know, because uh, when I was in the service, I I got with the wrong people, and I was in the 82nd Airborne, and I thought you had to get drunk every night to prove how tough he was, you know. And uh, so that song, that song meant a lot to me because God gave me a chance to clean my life up and have a have a family and a, and a, and a wife that we've been married all these years, you know. And uh, so thanks to Calvary, I'm still here. Nothing I've done but because of his goodness, his mercy, and I'm here. And, George, I can always say that every time I've ever seen you, you have always been kind, always willing to speak. And, you know, you're 
type person that could have a big head if you wanted to, wanted to, but you're always down to earth and take time to speak to people and. Well, you know what? I, I've always enjoyed that. I, I enjoy people. I enjoyed meeting people. I enjoyed shaking hands and hugging necks. But uh, uh, that's something that you have to enjoy because if it's something you you make yourself do, then it, it ain't going to come across very well. You know? Well, George, here's our final song, and, and we'll close out this oh, way. Okay. Our special guest on today's broadcast has been none other than George. Yeah, it's featured a lot of the great songs that the cathedral performed, even old friends, and some that, that George just kind of took the lead on uh, all by himself. George, it's been an honor to have you on on the program. We're going to close out with, with a couple of, uh, of, of great uh, closing songs we've chosen. What a meeting in the air, and I'll have a new life with everybody. We'll be happy over there. Uh, some exciting songs. And uh, until we talk to you next time, hang in there. Know that Atlanta loves you and we love you. And thanks so much for taking time out to do this. Hey, uh, Daniel, uh, Mark, uh, this has been a, one of the easiest interviews I've ever done in all my 50-some years out here. You just made it a joy for me. And thank you for this opportunity. Uh, I, I love the Atlanta area. And, and, and I, I know from the cards and letters they've shown their love to me but uh, tonight I, I fell in love with you two guys so thanks again well thank you George we love and appreciate you very much and I think about the song what a meeting what a time that will be when yeah. we'll get to see all the bass singers that have gone on before like Rex Neyland oh and yeah JD, Rex was a dear friend you know. and JD and a lot of the gospel singers that's yeah. passed away yes yeah I'm looking forward to to the getting with them bass singers, and we're going to have a bass singers quartet up there. <laughs> JD's going to be singing tenor. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I guess in my mind, I thought with your health the way it was, I guess we probably thought, well, George would have went first, but look at everybody that's, that's went before. I know. Well, you know, the reason we were, we retired the cathedrals is my kidneys was giving out, and, and one day sitting over here, Glenn said, uh, I said, Glenn, Let's try to make one more year because uh, I'd like to go make a, a round and tell everybody goodbye. And so my kidneys are failing, and I may not make, make it, but uh, let's try. Hmm. And so and Glenn thought? was making plans of of what he was going to do when we retired, and uh, I, I was making no plans because uh, I didn't know if I'd make it through to Dallas or not. And uh, here I are. You never know. <laughs> Who would have thought Glenn would have went before you? You know, or well, that quick, in fact, you know. a lot of people called the uh, uh, place and said, "You've made a mistake. Aren't you sure that it was uh, George that went before Glenn? Because he was sick, you know." Yeah. And then Rex Nigland just passed him away. Oh, that, that was such a thing. Rex and I, I guess Rex one of the best friends I ever had in my life. We stayed in touch all these years, you know, and he was a good guy. Uh, I appreciate that so much. Yeah, you're welcome, buddy. This has been really an honor for for us to get to do this. I'm. I am 21 years old, George. Oh, my land. <laughs> I, I met you. I I remember I was 18. You were in Warner Robins, Georgia, uh-huh. at the Civic Center. That's where I grew up. And um, and I told you I had just bought your uh, your soundtrack. I think it was Set Me on the Rock, Joshua. Okay. I, I don't remember what it was. I said, George, your your range kind of fits me. <laughs> and uh, you put your arm around me and was just so kind, just reiterating what Mark was saying, how, how kind of an individual you are. Well, you you and Glenn both, really. Well, thank you, buddy. Uh, Daniel, I appreciate that. That That's the first solo album I ever done was that, that with that song on it. You know? mm, yeah. 
Well, you know, uh, I did a couple of solo things, and they're all right, but, uh, you know, I'm an old quartet man. Mm -hmm. That laughing song, you know, you can't help but laugh. (laughs) (laughs) I know it. Yeah, that laughing song. Oh, gosh, I I just wonder. We never did keep a count on it, but I just wonder how many cassettes we sold of that thing. It'd be be unbelievable, you know. You know the song that I find hard to find? You know, you see, like, the 20... Favorites of the cathedrals and stuff uh-huh. like that. And of course, it's on the Gaither's new uh, CD. But Boundless Love, to me, is sort of hard to find the original version on a we CD did that, someplace. I'll tell you what. That was did at a live thing in, in Winston Salem on, on, on an album, that album called Boundless Love. And uh, no, the album was called. Uh, was it on Canaan Records or was it on. It was on a, a Canaan record, and then they discontinued it. And now we can't find the masters, and they say they they're not going to repair. But I think I've got uh, I've got uh, a couple of cassettes left of that. Uh, Mark, I could send you a cassette of it, you know. Oh, I'd love that. And I might if, I might find it on a CD. If I do, I'll send you a CD. Okay. Okay, I'd love that. That was a that was a great song for Thunderbird was just that was back when he was at his best, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've had a lot quite a few um star oh, people that's oh, went on man. into the Kirk Taddy when he is with us. Uh Kirk was the type of guy you could throw the ball to any time in the program and not only did he make a touchdown, he went for the two points after, you know. <laughs> yeah. So he was incredible. Uh Danny was the same way. Um, Gerald Wolf. Gerald Wolf, man. Probably uh, when you got into a, a place where things wasn't going well, Gerald Wolf was the best that had ever been with us. I could turn to him, and he brought the program back out again, you know. Right. And then you had Mark Trammell. Mark, man. Well, i, I got to say this uh, about Mark. Uh, Mark is the best quartet man I've ever walked on stage with in my life. And I'm talking about... Everybody I've ever worked with. That's saying a lot because not only was Mark great on stage, not only was he great on the bus and studio, he was phenomenal. We would have never got through uh, uh, Christmas a cappella or the, the the hymn album. Mark directed us through that thing. Not only did he know his part, he knew your part, the lead part, the tenor part. He knew all of them. Yeah. He's well, incredible. He was a great then, producer, I think. And then Ernie, uh, sometimes I'd want to sing uh, uh, Danny's song that featured him, you know. Some nights he'd say, you know what, George, I'm not feeling well tonight. Uh, uh, let's don't sing that song where, where it really featured him, you know. And, and Kirk was the same way. Some nights they had cold, some nights they didn't feel like way. But uh, the whole 12 years, of ten years that I was out there with Ernie, never a night did he say, I, 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 "Let's not sing, Oh, what a Savior, I'm not in shape." Mm-hmm. He, he just nailed it every night, you know, and it was, that's incredible. Yeah. And sometimes we'd sing it morning, afternoon, and night because of, we'd have three programs, you know. Mm-hmm. He's, he's incredible. I'm so happy with this new group. Uh, people have been calling me from all over the country, just blown away with Ernie, you know. Yeah. When, yeah. when we get this put all together, we'll send you a CD of the oh, show. Would you? Yeah, I we'll would love to. I would love to hear that. Hey, guys, uh, 
You know, not every night uh, do I feel like uh, uh, sitting doing this, but uh, I pray that God would give me the strength and uh, to talk and, uh, and 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 chat with you guys, and He has. So thank the Lord for you guys, and 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 thank the Lord for giving me strength to do this. I was so excited tonight when you called and said you would do it. I couldn't hurry, uh, take oh. town all p.m. Oh, guys, anytime, anytime you need me, I, I'll be here, okay? Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Have a good night. Hey, love you guys. Love hey, you. Take care. Right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. bye-bye.